everyone, and thank you for listening to the Markeisha Hall podcast. I'm your host, Markeisha Hall, and I have a special guest with us here today, Fred Marvel, and I'm going to let him introduce himself and his guests. How's it going? It's going really good. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for um, having Thanks for having me first and then um, being on here. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, to introduce myself, um, we just uh, moved out of the city of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And I, my wife and our three boys, they're four, eight, and 12. And our oldest, mm-hmm. Alex, is uh, diagnosed with autism. ADHD and sensory processing disorder. Mm-hmm. And I'll kind of give you, I guess, the Cliff Notes version of his story because right. it's fairly it's fairly long. Um, he was four months old, absolutely no problems with pregnancy, childbirth. Uh, up until then, he was hitting all his milestones. Mm-hmm. My wife goes to visit him at the babysitter one afternoon because she worked in the same neighborhood as our babysitter. She noticed something was up. Mm -hmm. he wasn't acting like himself so uh, she calls out of work for the rest of the day takes him to our pediatrician pediatrician right away sends her and our son to the er um she didn't tell my wife what was what the doctor what she suspected Mm -hmm. but you know uh, i guess being around enough kids like unfortunately you see these things so i meet my wife in the emergency room and they tell us that uh, someone's been abusing Alex. And um, we had like no suspicions or anything because the kid never, uh, he never came home with any kind of marks or bruises or anything like that. And up until that day, he was a perfectly happy, normally typically developing four month old kid. Mm -hmm. Um, So after uh, some tests and everything like that. They diagnosed him with shaken baby syndrome. Oh, wow. He had uh, retinal hemorrhages, which is bleeding behind your eyes, okay. uh, bleeding on his brain, uh, okay. concussion, um, no fractures or anything like that. Okay. So uh, after a couple of days of dealing with all of that, um, the babysitter called and said that uh, he dropped Alex when he was trying to get up after feeding him his bottle and everything. So, you know, who knows? We'll never, you know, it's one of those things. Right. Know know what really happened. Um, But anyway, so we were in the hospital for about a week with Alex and he got discharged. And about a month later, we had to take him back to the ER because after just a night of just crankiness and him being miserable, we're like looking at each other like, all right, something's up, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, they kind of told us that he needed a shunt to relieve some of the uh, fluid that was causing pressure on his brain, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like uh, an emergency thing. It didn't need to be done right away, uh-huh. but like, all right, let's just bring him in. We called ahead, called his neurologist and sure enough, like, you know, the pressure was developing quicker than they thought. And so they put a shunt in right away. Mm-hmm. That was another week in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, after he gets discharged, um, he, we started with early intervention. In fact, going back a little bit, even before he was discharged after his shunt surgery, we were already working with physical therapy and occupational therapy because mm-hmm. what happened was because of everything, um, it was basically like having a newborn all over again. He right. had much control. I mean, he was only four months old, but he lost all that head control and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we got started with early intervention. Um, okay. 
uh, you know, doing physical therapy and occupational therapy at the hospital, uh, doing it in our home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somehow or other, like they, they, you know, he makes a completely complete recovery, uh, you know, um, blew away like a lot of the doctors, a lot of the, uh, you know, the detective that was working his case. She's like, right. I've, never seen this I've never, unfortunately she's seen it. Right. A lot. And she's like, I've never seen a kid make, you know, he was cleared by everybody. Um, he's got absolutely no residual effects from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward, he's three years old. I'm like, all right, you know, he's cleared by everybody. Right. Let's send him to daycare. You know, what could go wrong? Mm-hmm. Well, six months later, uh, daycare is calling us and saying, like, like, you know, we can't control him. He's mm-hmm. having trouble with um, sitting still when it's time to sit still. Yeah. He's try- He's eloping. He's running out of the classroom, um, things like that. He's being aggressive. Never. It's the weirdest thing with him. He was never, he was never aggressive with kids as, as, a, as a toddler growing up. It was always with us or like some kind of like authority figures, I guess. Mm-hmm. So the uh, owner of the daycare was really helpful, though. She's like, um, we can't handle him here, but here's who you call to have him evaluated to see if there's anything else going on. Okay. So it wasn't like, hey, you know, get out. You're on your own. It was like, you right. know, we can help you. And if you're comfortable after he's evaluated and everything and, you know, maybe he may call us back and maybe we can, you know, right. welcome him back. Um, so eventually he was evaluated by a developmental pediatrician and around four years old, he was diagnosed with ADHD and sensory processing disorder. At the time um, they said he had some autistic symptoms, mm-hmm. but not enough to put him on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're back with uh, occupational therapy. Uh, He had a one-on-one aid with him. He went back to a different school. We found um, an inclusive, more inclusive uh, preschool that he could get different therapies and everything in school. Um, So we did, you know, that's where he went. And when he was ready for kindergarten, he went to uh, mainstream kindergarten. Okay. With, still with the one-on-one aid, uh, okay. you know, we still had some, uh, I guess, behavior therapy at home and everything like that. Um, but fast forward to second grade, after talking with everybody, you know what? He's doing so good. Like, I, we don't think he needs services. And it wasn't okay. like, a, you know, one of those things where they're trying to push us out. Like, my wife mm-hmm. and I were in complete agreement. Right. You know, that's fine. Like, I get it. Like, you know, I think I think he's ready, too. But then a year later, third grade, it's like he hit a wall. Yeah. Third grade does that, though. Yes. I think it's too much. Odd years. Yeah. It's a lot less free time. It's a lot more structure and academics Mm -hmm. and everything like that. So uh, that started us back on the like the reevaluation journey. Mm -hmm. Um, So it took a little bit. He was just formally diagnosed last year. but he was finally uh, diagnosed with level two autism okay. right before his 10th birthday. Okay. So that meant we, you know, uh, back on an IEP, he was reevaluated by the school district, reevaluated by the developmental pediatrician, mm-hmm. you know, 
And now we are in the process of trying to, I think we're finally trying to get ABA started. We did it briefly last year in when we were living in Philadelphia, but with the pandemic, it was uh, right. virtual and, uh, you know, not a few. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely do. <laughs> do you know about those therapies virtual? Yeah. They try their best. It's just not the same. Right. Well, wow. <laughs> and in between there, you have two other ones. Right. I know. In between all that, we had two other boys. Yeah, two other boys, too. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, while we're both working full time and, you know, right. just dealing with everything else that comes along. It's a little, guys, maybe add something else to your plate. I mean, guys aren't busy. <laughs> well, that was a lot. My mama hairs were like tingling, like, oh my goodness. But if you get, if you guys wanted to see the beautiful kids and there's more kind of to your this story, you have you had your own podcast yes. too. And there's yeah, lots during, of uh, cool episodes the, on there. Yeah, during the pandemic, I found myself working from home. So I had a lot of free time on my hands. So um, it's funny that uh, what cool... What made me think that Alex had autism was listening to a podcast. I don't think they're active anymore, but it was just a family with a boy that was a little bit younger than Alex. And mm-hmm. when they're describing him and some of his uh, uh, personality traits and things like that, I'm like, oh, man, that, that really sounds like Alex. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like they're talking about Alex. I'm like, oh. So I called his uh, behavior therapist at the mm-hmm. time and I said, you know, am I like completely off base here or is there any possible way he has autism? Because up before a couple of years ago, like I had no idea, like, you know, I had no idea what I was. Right. Um, and then she said, you know what? Um, I was sitting here trying to think of a way to uh, bring that up to my wife and I, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't know how we would react if uh, someone had called us and like, Hey, we think you're right. with autism. Yeah. So, you know, that's how we got started doing, you know, getting a, getting a diagnosis finally. Well, sharing stories. I mean, that's how, that's how I found you and um, hearing of their people's stories is helpful. Like that is the helpful part of uh, social media. I mean, there's because in our circle of the world, like our family and friends, there's nobody in our situation with mm-hmm. with a neuro neurodivergent kid, right? Uh, so, like, people are like, we've got a great support support system, and they're really helpful in everything. But there's nobody that can really understand what what right. we go through. Mm-hmm. So, opening up uh, through my podcast and through social media has like inter- introduced me to people you know, all over that are in, you know, similar situations. Nothing's ever exactly the same, you know? Right. And I came up with yours because my husband's always harassing me. Dad's dad's I'm here too. Well, you know what? Get your own podcast. No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's funny. Uh, I know I get that a lot, but especially with everything, um, we went through with Alex, it kind of started right away with just advocating and being involved with him. Um, mm-hmm. Because when he was a baby and going through everything he went through, um, we kind of, my wife and I kind of split everything up. She was the one 
dealing with all the doctor's appointments and therapy appointments. And I was the one dealing with all the legal stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, working with the police and the district attorney's office and everything like that. So like, you know, uh, pretty much right away, we, you know, I, we really didn't have a choice, but to, you know, just yeah, get thrown in and, you know, yeah. speak yeah. up and start advocating. So it, it, right. it, it's gone from, you know, it started there and it's just, it just keeps going. I do a lot of those things too with my husband, but I know that I couldn't do, first of all, very thankful and privileged to have a partner to do this with. Cause mm-hmm. I know there are people out there that are doing it alone. And um, yeah, I am glad that I don't have to Absolutely, definitely more behind the scenes, but very helpful in um, just everything. Like, Oh, I think we were talking earlier where I'm more like my baby, mm-hmm. like, that, that's how my wife's the same way. Yeah, my wife's the same way. He, Alex is 12 years old and he just turned 12. And he still loves to have my wife, you know, sit next to him, lay next to him at night while he's yeah. relaxing before bed. And I'm the, you know, I'm just, I'm the guy that's, you know, doing a lot of the appointments and the IEPs and all that kind of stuff. So she's yeah. like, you know, she's, you know, the typical mom, they like, comfort them and things like that. And, you know, it's just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get that. I get that a lot. But it's always um, I know that when I'm talking to um, mostly moms, probably because I, I am a mom and a lot of them take care of um, the, the IEPs and other things, because like my husband, he's at work um, mm-hmm. teaching special ed also. So um, they want to have their husbands or significant others be more comfortable with um, their, their child, mostly when it's really when there's son, when it's a son, like something about a dad and a son and, and they're, you know, getting the news that they have a disability for a lot of parents, and I'm not saying that, you know, they love them to pieces, but this is right. just what happens um, when I'm talking to people is that they just feel a certain type of way. Um, what would you say to that dad um, to? Well, here's, here's what I found to be helpful. Um, as long as Alex is happy, then I'm happy. Uh, you know, of course, when, you know, Alex was our first, you find out you're having a son, it's a god, you know, we're going to go to baseball games and we're right. going to, you know, we're going to, he's going to play football and he's going to do all this stuff. And then, you know, he's tried it. Uh, Alex has played, uh, you know, played everything you can think of, uh, baseball, basketball, karate. Um, but, you know, nothing's really stuck like that. He's not, you know, he's not the... Uh, you know, the sports junkie that, that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what, like he, he's happy. And, and if, if I, if he's happy, then I'm happy and whatever he's interested in, I'm going to do my best to, uh, you know, be, you know, be interested with him. Like, so he's, he, uh, you know, he's big into uh, Star Wars and the, and the Marvel movies and all those superheroes and everything like that. So I'm no expert, but you know, like I can hold a conversation and hang right. out with them about it and things like that. Um, right. So I think it's just, it, and it's hard to accept 
that, and it's hard even now to see Alex have difficulty in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but like ultimately, like I, I just go back to, um, you know, do what makes him happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not be what like I I envisioned, and you know what, having two other boys. I, my last hope is 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 our four year old because my eight year old's not interested in sports. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so see, I think even even a parent of a of a neurotypical kid goes might go through the same thing. Like they, Absolutely. you know, they might not be interested in the same things you are. They might not want to do what you had envisioned for them. Right, Fred. I have one daughter. We talked yeah. about this early. I thought I was going to be in ballerina school. She's going to be a prima ballerina, cheerleading, dance, Barbies. None of that. Nope. None of that. No. <laughs> she, played vo- she played volleyball. She don't, No dolls. The dolls yeah. that she did have, she cut their hair off and I was devastated because I'm oh like, <laughs> um, and uh, she's 18 now, but I quickly was like, okay, that's you know, you just think about it. It wasn't like sad or I wasn't upset that she didn't like those things. I just was like, oh, this is, you know, I grew up thinking, oh, this is what we're going to do. And and adjusting quickly to that helped. Like instead of pushing it and be like, oh, you're going to, you're going to be a ballerina. Right. (laughs) So I'd be like, okay, this isn't working. And I think hearing stories like yours, Alex is 12, someone who might be down at, at three, at three, be like, okay, well, they're going to be, they're bonding over Star Wars. So maybe I can start looking at some other things and really getting to know what my child likes. And even if yeah, they absolutely. I mean, developing, you know, they still might not like to do the things that I want, <laughs> that I want to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, we just try and expose them to different things and, and see what clicks. Like I said, he, you know, he's played a few sports. He's also tried, um, guitar lessons he's tried piano lessons um uh what he really likes now is boy scouts so you know that's what he's doing now that's great yeah girl scouts too for a little bit but then i thought my son and my other one would do boy scouts because she did girl scouts and he was like uh no (laughs) (laughs) he's like the total sports everything yeah and then i have my 12 year old who is in his brother's shadow, so he's at jun- the junior high right now. And they're like, okay. "Hey, you coming out for volleyball?" Because the other one plays everything, even things he never played before. He goes out, he plays, he makes the team, and he's nice. he's like, "Oh, I'm not my brother. I don't, I don't want to play basketball. I don't want to play football. I just want to play baseball, maybe." Yeah. So yeah, so kids, they throw you in for a, a surprise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> for sure. Well. I appreciate you having your check out his podcast. Uh, there's episodes on there that can you could just download and follow on Insta for you. Yeah, guys absolutely. I'm on Instagram at the Spectrum Dad Pod, and uh, that's the name of my podcast, The Spectrum Dad. So um, now that I'm back in the office full time, I don't really have as much right. free time to record as I'd like. So I kind of put it on hold for now. But right. you know. Um, but there's some good episodes on there. So from, hopefully, you know, you never know. Maybe we'll start it back up again. Yeah, they can they can binge download. So that's Absolutely. the beauty of going into it now. They can get all the all the past episodes and 
follow up with you guys on um, on Instagram. Absolutely. Well, I hogged up your morning because, guys, I was chit chatting before this, and I'm hogged up hogged up his time. Um, thank you for sharing a little bit of your story with us. And um, you guys start school on Monday, so yep, I'll be checking on Instagram stories to see how that <laughs> how that all goes back after going back to school after the pandemic learning. I know. And, um, yeah, I appreciate it. You too. Thank you. Yeah.